Welcome back, everybody, to Cheesement Chapters. I'm Alexis. And I'm Crystal. And this week, we have a little fun episode. I feel like it's a very, like, random get-to-know-us um, mm-hmm. episode. So we're, we have some questions and statements that we're going to ask each other and respond to. And just, I feel like it's a good way for whoever's listening to get to know us Mm -hmm. so get your coffee get in your car do whatever you gotta do and get ready so this weekend my mom went to barnes and noble and they had these like question games on sale it's called original tabletop questions to start great conversations so let's see what kind of conversations they create let me see let me pick a random one okay it says would you rather visit a big city or the countryside oh i feel like the countryside i feel like because i am from like a i'm a city girl just being in the Mm. countryside would be so nice to visit for like the first time and we kind of like talked about it in our last episode of like just wanting to be in the middle of nowhere like, yeah, I, don't know. I I feel like when I picture countryside, I have like a specific image of mm-hmm. what it is. So yeah, I'd be down to go to the countryside. I agree. I think with age, I've definitely changed my answer. I think when mm-hmm. I was younger, I definitely wanted to go to like big cities and like you know places that everybody knew. But now I'm kind of in my, like, Gilmore Girl era. You know, I want to go to a small town. I want to go where everybody knows each other. Like, very small town vibes. Um, But I also agree with when you said that you have, like, certain views of the countryside. I think I also have that, especially, like, from the books that I read, like, that involve Mm -hmm. country, you know, kind of places. So I agree. I would say the countryside for Mm -hmm. sure. All right, let me see. Hmm. If you knew that you were going to inherit a fortune, how would your plans for the future change? Oh, that is such a good question because I feel like in another life I was rich. (laughs) Oh. And it's, you know, I feel like that's, I feel like that's the dream for a lot of people. Just to be, I wouldn't say rich, but financially stable. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I knew I had like so much money, I don't know if my plans would change. I feel like I would still pursue my career, but I know that I would be able to afford it. Like, because school is not cheap. You know, like I would know that I will, like, paying back student debt. You know, (laughs) like I would know that that would be, like, it would be fine. And I, cause like even now, like I'm stressing about it, but like if I knew that I would have money, I would be like, okay, like just focus on your school. Don't be so worried about how you're going to pay it back. I feel like, yeah, I don't think my plans would totally change. I agree a hundred percent, literally a hundred percent. Would I change my plans? I think the only plans that I would change would be getting married. Um... You know, I definitely think that if I was about to inherit a fortune, I would probably get married a lot sooner. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I would probably have a, a big wedding. And I mean, that, I think that's the only thing that would change. And I would move out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Like, I wouldn't worry and stress so much about finances. Mm-hmm. And I think that itself would change my life. But I think yeah. I would still be in school. I would still be pursuing this career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's it. I just think I would allow myself the freedom to do the things that I want without stressing that I won't be able yes. to financially afford them. Yeah. But other yeah, than that. Think, like, side note, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, a lot of people who are financially stable don't like it's a luxury that they don't have to worry about paying bills yeah like like they don't have to worry about if they're gonna make it for like the next month and i feel like just having that lifestyle feels so odd to me that i don't know how it's gonna like i don't even know how i'm gonna feel if i was in that situation because i've never been in that situation but yeah i just feel like not worrying about rent or like paying my phone bill or just yeah textbooks <laughs> i don't know it just it feels relieving to be in that situation but also like i don't see myself changing i agree that would just be so nice to like walk into a store and be able to just like get whatever you want without thinking about how much it costs that'd be my yeah. ideal life <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right what do you dream your life will be like in 10 years? Wow. Um, do you want to answer first? Um, okay, so in 10 years, I'll be 34, 33. And hopefully, I'm a therapist. I'm working with individuals who suffer with substance abuse and I'm a mom. Hopefully, I have mm-hmm. beautiful children. I'm married. Um, I live in my own home. My kids are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband is happy. Hopefully, my dog is still with me. Um, I don't know. Just like the basic stuff, you know, like living in a home mm-hmm. with your family. Yeah, I just I hope that I'm done with academics and I hope that I'm able to like enjoy my life and not be so overwhelmed by like the hustle and bustle that comes with living Mm -hmm. in Florida and living you know in the academic and career oriented life Mm -hmm. so hopefully by then I'm already licensed and I can start my own practice or I can work online and I'm able to like choose my own schedule so Mm -hmm. I can allow free time for the things I actually enjoy which I do enjoy work but you know outside of that hmm, I think that's it Mm -hmm. what about you I feel okay I feel like you have a pretty solid plan because like for myself I don't gently don't have an idea of what I'm going to be doing in 10 years besides the fact that I'll have a Hopefully, you know, I'll have like my career that I want because I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I, I feel like I always get stumped when somebody asks a question like this. Like, what do you see yourself in five years, three years? Because I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't know. Like I have a goals I want to accomplish before 
How old am I going to be in 10 years? 20, no, 32. 32. Ma'am, did you say 20? <laughs> no, yeah. My math is not my expertise, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like in 10 years, hopefully, I, like you said, I'll be licensed, have my career mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, working in the prison system. And, you know, I think like the most important thing is that I want to be happy with my career because, yeah. you know, it's taken us some time to eventually get to that point where we're going to be. And then feeling like it wasn't worth it is like scary. And so yeah. I, think I just want to be content with like my career and like hopefully I'm like happy with it. But also like I don't see myself getting married or having kids within the next next 10 years. Like that's never been in my life plan. So I wouldn't say that's in my my vision for the next 10 mm -hmm. years. I think like a lot of it is just being able to like similar to like the last question be financially stable so I could you know mm -hmm. give back to my parents I think that that would be the a nice goal for the next 10 years honestly I agree with that one I love that our life plans look so different I don't think mm -hmm. anybody has to follow like a strict formula of life mm -hmm. um yeah. I would also like to do that like I would love to be able to like pay my mom's mortgage and, like, financially support her and my kids, mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully she would watch them. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I've just – I've always envisioned myself as a mom. I've mm -hmm. always envisioned having kids. Like, even if they don't come from me, I've always seen myself, like, fostering or adopting. Mm -hmm. Like, that is something that's very important to me. So even when I was, like, a baby, I was, like, I'm ready to, to be a mother. <laughs> Um, clearly I'm not even right now. I'm not ready. Um, but I would like to think that in 10 years I am, you know, mm -hmm. ready for that chapter of my yeah. life and that I'm not a mess like I am right now. <laughs> I don't think you're a mess. I think everybody is just in a transitional stage right now. A hundred percent. You know, it's not like, like you mentioned, it's not, everybody's not following the same life plan, although everybody expects mm -hmm. us to, because it is like, even when you're in high school, or like in middle school, they tell you once you graduate, you go to college and college, you're going to find a partner. Then you're going to get married, have a successful career, yeah. have kids and then get old and die. Clearly that's not happening because <laughs> oh there's so much oh, change true, in society happening. Like I did not. I graduated college and I didn't get my ring before spring, you know? And it's like a lot of people put pressure on themselves to follow that life path. But like, that's not the reality of life. I know. Crazy to think that I would say probably like 80% of the people you went to college with are married now. <laughs> yeah. Like right after we graduated, they all got married, which I mm -hmm. genuinely find very fascinating um <laughs> like it really is true ring by string but for us it was like mm -hmm. ring by graduation I feel like three of our friends were engaged before they graduated so yeah. good for them I don't know yeah, how they did it but good that, like, for got them married like halfway during yeah. school year and I was like how did you guys plan a wedding and like while being in school and then got married yeah. during school. I don't know. 
It's true. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot. Yeah. Anyways, um, this this one is kind of fun. Like, I feel like you would love this question. It is what fashion trend did you follow that was very cool, but now is ridiculous? I have a few. Oh. One <laughs> was those checkerboard print pants that everyone and their mother had from Justice mm-hmm. and Limited Two. Okay, the next one is the the shirts with the monkeys on it. Also a trend back in the day and not one now. Mm -hmm. And my last and favorite one was the bump that we used to do in our hair. Did you ever do that? You would have like your hair in a ponytail and then your bangs would be like a little bump. You never did that? (gasps) No. Man, let me see if I can find you a picture. Dude, my aunt would put a freaking bump in my hair every single time we went out. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see if I can find a picture. That and then, you know, being Latin and little, they make you look like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> you know? You had that, too, Dora the Explorer haircut. This is what I'm yeah, talking about. It's that little bump. Oh. um, No, Remember? I never did that one. Yeah, but yeah, I remember that was so, like, it was everybody, because everybody had those side bangs, and then eventually got tired of the side bangs, and just started, like, pinning them back. Yes, that was the thing, but you couldn't put them back flat. You had to yeah. tease it and do, like, a little thing. It was so, like, yeah. back in the day, like, <laughs> it was cool. You know, you looked cool, everybody was doing it, but now I look back at those pictures, and I'm like, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. Why would I do it to myself? Yeah, I think, like, for me, every time I think of, like, trending clothes, I think of, like, specifically the years, like, 2014 to, like, 2016. Oh, because I feel like that's when everybody, <laughs> everybody started following, like, a set of YouTubers. And everybody started copying their styles. Because they would do, like, DIY this or, like, get ready with me for school this. And everybody copied their outfits and i would always remember people have, like, the, like the mustache like the mustache was such a thing like the mustache glasses mustache earrings oh my god shirts, yes rings like that was such a thing and like i don't know why oh but also like um cardigans i don't know if you yes like, it was so popular to always yes. have cardigans or like I feel like everybody had different color cardigans and it always matched their outfit mm-hmm. or like with their bag, like book bag. I don't know. I feel like it's so interesting. How about how... the... What? How one? Oh, no, I was no going to say it's so interesting how different trends were like in our in our different states. Like the trendy mm-hmm. stuff for you in Florida are so different than for me in California. This outfit yes. is my definition of cringy. <laughs> you having the vest on with the shirt and the, f- like, what is it even called? Like, it's a skirt, but, like, a ruffly mm. skirt? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Literally anything purchased from Limited 2. Or another thing was shirts with a vest on it and a peace sign. Oh. Like that. Yeah. Dude, I, I own like, yeah, so was... many peace sign things. Yeah, I feel like that was very um 
like elementary school as like being so colorful and like mixing stuff Mm -hmm. like patterns yeah yeah it's like so crazy to think about how different style changes because like i feel like if i were to look at myself in like middle school compared to somebody that's in middle school now i would look like a little like a literal child like i would dude be in elementary (laughs) it's that kids in middle school okay and once again if my students are listening i'm sorry (laughs) they are 10 times cooler than we were in middle school okay like these girls they know how to do their makeup they know how to dress they know how to take pictures they they know Mm -hmm. they got it going on okay the boys also Mm -hmm. they're very aware us yeah us (laughs) we didn't really know what a selfie was we invented what selfies were Okay, they were too close to our face. We had like all kinds of hand signals like in the picture. We had no YouTube really teaching us back then. So our makeup was horrible. Okay, like we we were a mess. We were a mess. Mm -hmm. And it is honestly fascinating to see how people are growing up now versus how we did. Um, Which like, listen, granted, I loved that era. Clearly, mm-hmm. we were a part of it. Um, yeah. We were part of the problem. Um, <laughs> but it is fascinating to see, like, how much it has changed mm-hmm. compared yeah. to before. Yeah. It for sure is part of my character development. Wearing those embarrassing clothing and, like, taking 100%. pictures. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love it. <laughs> I love that. It really does add to my character <laughs> Oh my god. Um, all right, let's see. Some new questions. Hmm. Okay. Do you tend to live in the past, present, or future? Ooh. Mm. Oh my god. Hold on. <laughs> um, I would say that I think I tend to live in the future because I overthink things on what the possibilities Mm -hmm. are of my actions. So I think that even if I want to live in the present, like I'll take it in, I'm here, but subconsciously I'm thinking of how this is going to affect something I do in the future. And then I feel like thinking about the... I don't live thinking in the past because I feel like I there's a difference between like remembering memories and being stuck in those memories so I feel yeah like, I agree like, I'm, I'm not living in the past for sure because that's like I live that I have it now I'm going forward so for sure living in the future or living thinking about the future I think I'm like a good mix of both. And I also Mm -hmm. think that it's impacted by who I'm with. Like if I'm with friends, like from middle school and from high school, then like Mm -hmm. we kind of resort back to the past. And like, we talk a lot about Mm -hmm. what used to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm also a super future planner. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. constantly thinking about the future, constantly thinking about how my actions now impact my future, what I have to do now in order to have a better future. Um, and sometimes I don't sit in the present as much as I should. 
Um, but I'm definitely working on that and like trying to figure out a good balance between yes, I need to be prepared for later, but I also need to enjoy the time that I have right now. Yes. Like, I feel like recently I've been seeing a lot of quotes on that, like reference that of like, yes, you want to be somebody in the future, but don't forget that you're still a person now and that you have to take in these experiences because in reality, if you plan so much in the future, you're never going to know how you're going to come back to like these memories. Yeah. Like that like stuck with me and I was like yes I have to learn how to be just in the moment and just take it in because Mm -hmm. being somebody who's like always told that you have to be somebody or like you have to work hard to become somebody like it doesn't allow Mm -hmm. you to take in experiences that you're living now so working and it's so it is so true and that reminds me of this quote from the office Let me see if I can find it. It's from Andy from The Office. And this is a quote that I think about literally on a daily basis. And it says, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And I think about that quote all the time because, like, these are the good old days, you know, like when we Mm -hmm. are grownups and when we have, you know, children of our own or relationships of our own and, like, all of those things. You can't, you know, do certain things that we've been doing now, you know, or like when we graduate and we're already therapists, you know, we're going to be thinking like, oh, I remember that time when I was in school and I was, Mm -hmm. you know, hustling. I was doing this like these are the good old days. Yeah. You know, and like we have to sit with that. And like that's Mm -hmm. a conversation I've been having a lot recently, especially like after I got engaged, because everyone Mm -hmm. has just been like you know, enjoy the engagement, like sit in this moment, like, you know, it's, you're only going to do this once, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of me being like, oh, no, but I have to worry about this. And I have to worry about that. And what's going to happen after and like all this stuff. And like, I'm not a good person of just like, sitting in the moment and acknowledging that it's happening. You know? Mm -hmm. Fun times. (laughs) So our next question is, what's the most beautiful place you've ever seen? Oh, um, okay, this is going to take, I need to think about it. So do you want to go first? Honestly, I think the most beautiful place I've ever seen was the Grand Canyon. Like Grand Canyon was stunning. It truly looked like a photo. Um, and it just did not look real by any means. And it truly is a work of art. Like you look at the Grand Canyon and you're like, wow, Jesus really did make this because there's no humanly way that this was a real thing mm-hmm. that someone created, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I've seen pictures of it. <laughs> so Ma'am. I agree. It is. <laughs> it is. No, yeah. Oh it's like God. so surprising because like I lived in Arizona for almost four years and I never went to go see it so yeah I didn't know that crazy yeah it's never got the opportunity to but I think that I would say I feel like I'm stumped because one of like visiting Mexico and getting to see like different places in Mexico Mm. was like like I was so amazed by it because I've always like dreamt of like visiting it and especially like saying it and like through the tv and like different tv shows but then i think also Mm -hmm. 
having the opportunity to like visit um like national parks um i went to yosemite it feels like a decade ago but that was it was so beautiful too like just being able to hike the mountains and like seeing everything like nature for what it really is was beautiful so yeah like you mentioned it's like so amazing to see that we're living in god's creation while being a god's creation it's just like mind-blowing if we just sit here and just think about that but yeah literally is Mm mind-blowing it is it's just so beautiful honestly i love being able to go around you know whether it's like the country or the world and seeing all of the beautiful things and i agree when i went to mexico it was the most beautiful experience just like the things that you get to see the culture the people Mm -hmm. you know the experiences like there's nothing like that you know getting out of your hometown and genuinely experiencing something for yourself and it was really beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad you liked it i did (laughs) i loved it we had to go back to mexico for sure Mm -hmm. so let's see our next question is what do you admire most about your parents? Oh, I think that That's I would a good say, one. yeah, um, there's so much. But I think that I would say the like mm-hmm. being hardworking and always being so giving to others. Like, yeah, like witnessing like my mom, like we could have like a certain amount of stuff but she would make sure that everybody in the effing world gets some of that stuff it's just so like amazing and i feel like that's one of the traits that i took from her like just always being so like willing to give to others even if i don't have nothing for myself left and i like love mm-hmm. that she, like, for my dad it's just like the hard working like he's like always is like doing something even now Mm -hmm. like he's always like making sure he's like helping with something and yeah i just love love them i love that and i think you're a hundred percent like that person like you're very giving you're very loving you're always willing to help and like anybody honestly Mm um let me think i think the same like there's so many different things you can say but i think what i admire most about my mom is kind of the same things that you said like my mom is extremely hardworking. she's probably the most hardworking mm-hmm. person I've ever met like but she also never says no you know like she always mm-hmm. has her arms open like willing to yeah. give and willing to help other people even though you know we didn't have anything um mm-hmm. and even with us like you know my mom worked two jobs like my mom was always super busy but she always showed up mm-hmm. for everything and she always made sure that like we knew that we were the top priority um and I I would love to do that for my kids you know like no matter how much she had to go through she never passed her storm on to us and I Mm -hmm. appreciate that and I think that's very admirable about her Mm -hmm. I think that like visiting Florida and being able to like live in your life for like a week was like very telling about how (laughs) you developed your own character you know like being like very like I wouldn't say like I guess very strong on who you are like you're Mm -hmm. not letting anybody like break those barriers like to make yourself change I think like I was able to see that through like interacting with your parents like you know Uh, I think it was just like even like even seeing your mom like hard working it was like very like 
wow mm-hmm. like this is where like alexis becomes such like a fighter for what she loves yeah my especially my dad is very much a fighter for his beliefs and i definitely got that from him um something that i always find like very funny is my mom always raised me to be very free you know like mm-hmm. to be very like this is who i am you know like mm-hmm. i want to make sure that you're okay that you're comfortable but like you know i'm not going to not be myself you know Um, And me and my mom's relationship is very much like that. And sometimes it's very off-putting to people because we're very honest with each other. We're very joking (laughs) with each other. Um, And that can be, you know, off-putting to some. So it was, like, funny to see you be in our dynamic. And literally, like, the second she would meet people, guys, (laughs) the second Crystal would see somebody in my family, I'm like... So what was your analysis on them? I'm like, what did you psychoanalyze from that conversation? Did you realize these things? And it was just like funny, you know, like I'm sure my family is very interesting, but it was so fun to see it from a different perspective or like we would have a conversation or like Crystal saw some like real conversations with my parents and it was so interesting to be like so do you see me differently? Like, do you understand why I am the way I am? Um, and that was really funny, but <laughs> oh my god, such a time, such a time. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, hmm. Mm, what do you complain about more than anything else? Oh, personally, I think I complain about being tired more than anything Mm. else. Like I'm always tired, but I think that's just like the season that I'm in in my life. Like I work Mm. full time. I go to school full time. I still have like full time social obligations. um, And that's exhausting. And I don't think people realize like how much goes into that. And I had a conversation Mm -hmm. with my brother recently actually about this podcast and he was like where do you find time to do that and I was like I just figure it out you know Mm -hmm. because it is a lot like you spend all day going to or going to work and then you come home Mm -hmm. to do school work until like midnight and then you go to bed to do it all over again but then you know some days you have other obligations so it is very exhausting so I think Mm -hmm. I just complain about that like I complain that I'm tired I complain that I don't have enough time like for myself or like for my dog Mm -hmm. that I feel Mm -hmm. even like horrible about. Like I had to, you know, be at work all day and Mm -hmm. someone else had to watch her. And I feel like I didn't get enough time with her, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's kind of sad. Like I really view my dog as my daughter. Like she's my entire Mm -hmm. life. Um, So I think I just like complain about that, like no quality time, no sleep. And Mm -hmm. yeah. To be real. No, yeah, I agree. I think that other than being tired, I complain about being stressed about like all the time. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. view it as like, why do you keep complaining? Because like I'm a full time mm-hmm. student, but it's online, so a lot of people automatically assume that like, oh, if she's it's online, like it's not as heavy as like going to school physically. But, like, I'm, like, it's yeah. draining, like, sitting in front of a computer for 
hours at a time like it's like yeah i feel burnt out and i'm like it's so stressful having to meet certain deadlines when i have other stuff going on in my life as well and i think that mm-hmm. that's one of the things that like i complain about a lot I'm like i'm stressed like i don't know what i'm doing and sometimes like that stress turns into like burnout and then when i'm burned out I'm yes like, i don't even know where to begin fixing my life again but yeah, i think that being stressed is the main <laughs> complaint of my life at this moment because i feel like Preach, being yeah. one year into my graduate program i'm officially feeling the like being overworked because yes. like i like reading chapters a week and then on top of reading the chapters i have to watch youtube videos on top of youtube mm-hmm. videos i have to meet up with like classmates or then complete like three assignments per class and i'm like it's it's a lot to yeah be able to function it is a lot and mm-hmm. also i just i don't know okay at least in grad school right when you're an undergrad sometimes you can get assignments done in like 30 minutes mm-hmm. you know you boom you knock it out done um in grad school that doesn't exist you know every assignment takes at least an hour right Mm -hmm. so even one of my students right like I was falling behind on grading some things and they were like I just don't understand what takes you so long and I literally sat down with one of my students and was like okay let's be for real Mm -hmm. this is my life I was like I come to work from seven to four then I go to school from five to eight and then I go home to do homework from eight to 11. And then I, you know, go over anything I have to do for work. And I do that until I fall asleep. I'm like every single day, this is what I do, you know, like, Mm -hmm. or if I don't have to worry about school, then I come home and I work on my lesson plans or I work on grading my kids things or I, you know, Mm -hmm. comment on their stuff. Like there is never a day where I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to take a nap. You know, I would love that, Mm -hmm. would live for that. But but it's a lot and it is exhausting. And then especially like with family and friends, like sometimes you have to say no to things. Like you just can't, you know, like I mentally Mm -hmm. cannot be social right now because I have a lot going on. And then like that's frustrating because then people are like, well, why aren't you going out? Why don't you want to come here? Oh, you just don't like me. Oh, you just don't want to do this. And it's like, it's not that I don't Mm -hmm. want to is that I literally have no space left. And, like, something I talk to my therapist about all the time, especially when it comes to, like, complaining, is that my life is like a battery, right? Mm -hmm. And on your phone, you have, like, the four different notches of your battery, right? Mm -hmm. 25, 50, 75, 100. And, like, 25% of my energy goes to my job, right? The other 25% goes to school. Then I have another mm-hmm. 25% for my family and friends, and then another 25% for my fiance and my dog. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I literally have no more battery. I have to recharge. Mm-hmm. But you can't recharge mm-hmm. if you're doing the same thing every single day, you know? Yeah. It's like leaving yeah. an iPhone on for 24 hours. The phone is going to, mm-hmm. like, burn out. It's going to get hot. It's going to explode, you know? So it's like sometimes you need to, like, take a step back and charge, even if that mm-hmm. means – not going to a family event or not you know going to this or going to that or like you know and it it is frustrating Mm -hmm. but yeah it's like yeah interesting how you did like that battery like example because like hearing it out loud it made me realize that you like 
put so much emphasis on others but not like no percent of that battery was for yourself like it was just for meeting the expectations of others and i think that that's something that also puts a pressure on on ourselves because like i was like wow that like it's so like relatable like you meet expectations for others that where is that time for myself like where is that expectation to just take a second to just maybe read a book or like watch something that i want to thoroughly enjoy but like i can't because i'm meeting the expectations of others and it's frustrating and it's such a big like weight on our shoulders because it's like now i feel guilty that i said no to you because you're a certain part of my battery and how am i gonna say no to you if i already know that that's part of my routine ma'am now you make me cry on the podcast i'm like wow that was so good i'm like i don't like it's true and like i talk about that um as well that like I'm very good at meeting the expectations that are set by others, but I'm not that good at meeting the expectations that I have on myself. Like if I want to do something like, for example, like, Oh, I want to finish this book today. Like I'm not going to finish the book. But like if my boss was like, Oh, I need you to finish the book for a lesson tomorrow. I'm going to finish the book, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's very interesting to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. and to like acknowledge that, you know, and it happened this weekend actually that like, I wanted to go out to my friend's birthday, but I was doing homework Mm -hmm. and I was doing homework and I had to finish something for work and I was exhausted and I just couldn't go. And the entire time I was like, Oh my God, I'm horrible. Like, how could I not go? Like, I need to support her, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just need to muster it up and go. But it's just like yeah. how how unfair is that to yourself that you like mm-hmm. push beyond your own, you know, ways mm-hmm. because you think that other people deserve things from you, you know? So yeah. I think like that's also like a very pheno- like yeah, phenomenal life lesson. Um mm-hmm. that, you know, comes with time and like we're in our twenties. There's only, mm-hmm. you know, so much information that we've already been given and so much that we can continue to learn. And I think adding ourselves into the mix is very important and something I've tried to do. I'm not that good at it. But, you know, having that time where it's like, no, like no matter what I'm doing every single day from this time to this time, I'm going to do this for myself, you know? Um, And yeah, I'm sure it does like take away from the complaining. And like, that's my thing. My thing is get a $7 coffee. Yes. Yes, it is. Because that $7 coffee is what keeps me going. You know, it truly fulfills my heart. No, yeah, I think that a lot of it is like boundaries with yourself, like being able yeah. to set that boundary with like, in a weird way, like telling yourself, like, no, I'm not going to do this. But that's like not putting yourself down, but it's just setting a boundary. Because then from that boundary, you're going to be able to speak up towards other people. I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important to just be able to, because, you know, take time for yourself, because then eventually it's going to be burnout of, like, not working on yourself and then working for other people. I don't know. It's, like, it's hard learning how to balance True. all this stuff, because in, like, a way, nobody teaches you these life skills. Everybody is so, like, your whole academic journey is focused on academic, math, history yeah. English and don't get me wrong they're important things to learn but like at one point I feel like we have to put courses for students to learn about life 
because people don't yes. have that guidance like in their home where like you know i learned about the bank like banking or like how to write a check how to make a payment like how to make a deposit through like my parents because they were there to guide me but certain people don't have that you know guidance in their life and i think that the school is another second place where they learn a lot of life skills and i feel like the school's not implementing that is like harmful in a way i think it's extremely harmful because it's true you grow up right you graduate high school and now you're in the world and you have no idea what to do you Mm -hmm. don't know how to get a job you don't know how to write a check you don't know what a resume is you don't know how to send one like you don't know anything because they don't teach you that you know like they're so focused on you learning things that you will 99% never use again you know like Mm -hmm. let's be for real you know what do I need to learn geometry for (laughs) I want to be a therapist you know but what I should have learned was how to budget how to balance my finances what does that Mm -hmm. look like when you live where you live you know, especially yeah. if you live in a big city like New York or Chicago mm-hmm. or Boston or Miami or California or literally anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. that is extremely expensive right now. Inflation is very yeah. high. So what do you do? You know, and then everybody tells you like, oh, when you graduate high school, you have to move out and you have to get a job and you have to do this. and You have to do that. But it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You know, so it's just there was no focus on reality which mm-hmm. you know sucks because it's true like some people don't have parents to lean on or have siblings to lean on or have you mm-hmm. know friends to lean on yeah. and like that's not supporting their success at all you know mm-hmm. and I also think that that goes into academics like sometimes teachers need to be lenient you know mm-hmm. and sometimes they're just not but it's like yeah. they it's just like hard. Like even in grad school, we had this um, conversation the other day. A few of my classmates was talking about how a professor um, assigned work that was due in the middle of the week. And they're like, but I just don't understand how we're supposed to, you know, get everything done, you know, in the middle of the week. And my other professor was like, you know, she doesn't have to make it accessible to you. You just have to figure it out. Which is true, you know. Nobody can tell you how to run your classroom. Nobody can tell you how to run your life. Um, But also, like, in order to help us succeed, wouldn't it be better to do what the majority of your class can do? You know, like, as a middle school teacher, if I know a certain amount of my students can't do a certain lesson, how can I move on? Because Mm -hmm. they're going to need that lesson in the next thing, you know? So I have to stay. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, figure it out. So I don't know. Um, It's just all very complex for sure. But everything is a life lesson. Whether you learn Mm -hmm. or not, that's up to you. Whether you, you know, push through what you've gone through or not is up to you. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget my teachers in middle school, um, my science teacher. She always said life is about choices, and she would make us repeat that over and over again. She would be like, life is about, and then you'd be like, choices. Um, And it's true. Like, you choose the things that you do in your life, and you choose how you feel, and you choose how you react to things. And 
you have to continue to do that. And that also ties in with complaining, you know? I chose these things upon myself. I chose to go to work. I chose to go to school. I chose to have a dog. And, you know, I, this is the life that I created from my choices. And I can't complain because, you know, I have everything I want. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to have this job. I wanted to have this dog. Um, so it's very, very complex as humans are. Yeah, it's like so interesting to like, like that of like everything was because of a choice I don't know I feel like I don't totally agree on that perspective just because there are people who don't have choices you know like they don't have options Mm -hmm. and can only rely on one thing so I don't know if it's like necessarily that like I think I'm just thinking about it on like different perspectives of like a person Mm -hmm. you know didn't have the options between you know school and a job but they could only attend school if they have a job because that's how they're affording it i don't know i think it's like Mm -hmm. i think it's just like like so like you mentioned it's so complex and per the person but yeah it's interesting how everything you go through life is a lesson yeah i don't know it's like makes you think on like oh like overthink on everything you go through life it's like if i would have done something differently how would that have affected my outcome now I agree I also think to add to your point I do agree that not everyone has options um 100% like some people have more options than another but I still think like for like what you said like right like you may not have the option to not work and go to school or like you have to work and go to school. And that's what I had to do. Like I didn't have an option. I had to work to afford to go to school, but that was still a choice that I made. Like I still decided to work so that I could afford school. Um, You know, like whether the choice is what I wanted to do or not, I still did it. Um, But it's true. Like, and even that is like an amazing conversation that we can go into, you know, in our next podcast. Like there are so many things that go into like the human experience and goes mm-hmm. into our lives, you know, that are because of the opportunities that we've been given. And like even in children right now, right? Like you've seen how they grew up in COVID and then how they grew up with school online versus now. Mm-hmm. And then like how we grew up going to school yeah. and you know, like we didn't have the resources that they had. We didn't have the options mm-hmm. and all of the knowledge of careers and stuff, you know. So a lot of us did the best that we could. But if we knew the things that we knew now, we would have done them differently, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like, I think it is like- fascinating, though. So I hope that you guys join and let us know. What do you think, do you think that we have that everything is a choice or do you think it's a decision do you think we don't have choices so let us know what you think and we hope that you have a beautiful week Mm -hmm. talk to you guys next week bye